right, the book of Daniel chapter 3. <clears throat> Brother Toby preached a wonderful message from this yesterday, and I'm not going in that vein. You can't improve on that, and I appreciate the message. Brother Bo always gives you something from the book, and I'm grateful to be a part of this meeting, and uh, I'm grateful to be a part of the Bible Baptist Church. They may not claim me, but I claim them. And uh, I appreciate them. I love my pastor, and I'll fight you for my pastor. Amen. And uh, I thank God for Brother Gravely. He's God's man, and, uh, and I love his love for sinners. Me and Dad talked about that a lot, and that's one thing that drew him here because, you know, Dad always loved to talk to people about Jesus, and our pastor has a heartbeat for the souls of men, and I believe that God will bless a church that is that way. Amen. Look in Daniel chapter 3, we'll start in verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits, the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent together, together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes and the governors and the captains and the judges and the treasurers, and I'll skip all of that. I want to get to verse 5. That at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music. Monday night, I got back to my house and began to pray that if I was to preach again, I really don't want to gain a title of the man in the camp meeting that preaches against sin, but I also want to honor the Lord. Amen? I expect you to men to preach what God tells you to. I want to preach a little bit on music this afternoon. I preached a little three series messages at a youth camp on when it's right to be a rebel. When it's right to be a rebel, number one, against the enemy of the world. Number two, against the enticement of the world. Number three, what I want to preach today is against the entertainment of the world. I will say that I did not listen to this garbage music. I searched it on Google myself. Amen. Number one, rock music started in 1940. A black woman named Rosetta Tharp, she could play. This is what they said. The rock and roll guitar better than anyone else. The first record ever recorded was in 1951. Hard rock started in the 1960s. Here is their definition. A heavy use of aggressive vocals and distorted electric guitars, bass guitars, and drums. You can't understand that garbage, amen. That was your Led Zeppelin, your ACDC, your Guns N' Roses, and your Metallica. I say if there's any child of God, listen to that garbage. I'll tell you right now, you are not right with God. 
If that garbage is in your car, if that garbage is in your room, if that garbage is on your phone, you are not right with God. That garbage is belched out of the bellies of hell. Them are demon-possessed people. You hear me, friend? I'm telling you, I preached this at that youth camp, and it was as quiet as it could be. You know why all them teenage boys out there in them old trucks uh, that they had built up, put big tires on, uh, every one of them was listening to garbage music in their truck. They didn't want me to go out there and find out what they's listening to. I've got news for you. The Lord knows what you're listening to. He knows what you're doing in secret. And I'm telling you, in 2022, that Bar music is still garbage. It's always been and it always will be. Amen. Amen. Be surprised how many young married couples in here listen to that garbage. Amen. We need a revival of getting that music out of our lives. Number three, country music was started in the 1920s. The first record was in 1922, recorded in Bristol, Tennessee. Number four, pop music was a form of rock and roll directed to the youth. That's their definition. Started in the 1950s in Britain. Are you hear me? Here's their definition. Shallow music about nothing except partying, sex, and drinking. Now you want to tell me that you listen to that garbage and that honors God and that pleases God about partying and sex and drugs and fornication. That's sin in the eyes of God. I'm telling you, you need to quit listening to that garbage. I tell you what I want God to do. I want him to get a hold of some of your heart today that you'll throw that nonsense out of your house, out of your car. Turn that garbage off on the radio. Thank God get rid of that mess on your phone and get it out of your life. Amen. Hey, you'll never be spiritual with that garbage in your life. Amen. I promise you it's filled up in this room. Oh, yes, friend. Number five, Christian rock. This, this surprised me. You know when it started? In the late 1960s. There's no such animal as Christian rock. All of these worship centers that bring in the strobe lights, all they're doing is trying to add a few little words about God and bring in that rock and roll beat that they might reach the young people. I'll tell you what to reach the young people, the same thing that reached me. A man of God who loved me and took a King James Bible and preached to me that Jesus loved me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. I thank God there's a man of God that took the word of God and he told me that Jesus loved me. Hey, I'm glad, thank God, the preacher that told me what God said. Hey, I'm telling you, that garbage is out of hell. Amen. Amen. I'm not a going, you understand? Fellow called me, said, once you come, said, I can't. Said, I preach against that nonsense. 
black ceilings and strobe lights and that garbage music. Praise team, yeah. Our praise team's at church every Sunday morning, praising God on the front pew. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to look at this like a, like a, a rock concert. They said this was probably the biggest day in the Babylonian history. Thousands upon thousands came from everywhere. Can I say, first of all, we see the composer. You know who he is? Uh, oh, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, his name come from the God called Nebo. Uh, you know what those musicians want you to do? Uh, they want you to worship them. Uh, and when you buy their CDs uh, and you buy their garbage, uh, you're letting those gods in your house uh, and you're bowing down uh, before those gods. Uh, I'm uh, telling you that garbage isn't coming into my house. Uh, that garbage uh, won't be listened to on my phone. Uh, some of you need to get that garbage out of your house today you need to get on this altar and tell God you're sorry and you're going to quit listening to that garbage amen. amen three things about him number one he had a disdain for the things of God you'll find in 2 Kings chapter 24 that he went and took everything, the treasures, out of the house of God. Tore off the gold, ripped him off the doors. I'm going to tell you about your musicians you like to listen to. They have a disdain for God. They have a disdain, number two, for the people of God. They do not care. When they write their lyrics about a highway to hell and about getting drunk and committing suicide and cheating on your wife, they're not thinking about the people of God. Why? Because the people of God ought not be buying that garbage and listening to their music. Amen. It's infiltrating our churches. It is infiltrating our churches. I go to some revivals and teenagers come in with rock groups on their t-shirt and they're not visitors. You hear me? Uh, I want a visitor to come praise God. I don't care if he's got hair to the floor, 17 tattoos and 25 earrings. He's a sinner. But a child of God are not to be wearing a t-shirt. I thank God with a rock and roll a band on their t-shirt. They ought to throw that mess away. Amen. Hey, are you hearing me today? Oh, Listen to me, friend. We're in trouble. We need a revival amongst our young people. And I'll tell you where it's going to start. It's going to start with you getting that garbage out of your life. Amen. Amen. Not being mean or ugly, I'm being honest. Disdain for the people of God. Had a disdain for the preaching of God. You know what? Today, they call this preaching mean and ugly and hard. Now, I'll tell you what's mean and ugly and hard is not telling you and letting you go to hell with listening to that garbage. Letting your life become filled with fornication and wickedness because don't have a backbone to tell you what God said. Amen. Oh, yes. 
Alice Cooper. I don't know what kind of preacher his father was, but he was a preacher. He had a disdain for the preachers of God. You hear me? Why in the world would you want somebody to be singing to you that blasphemes God, that hates your preacher, that hates your Bible, that hates your God? They want to do their own thing. They want to smoke their dope. They want to party. They want to live like a devil. I'm not going to let that crowd sing to me. Amen. Oh, yes. Toby Keith's songs are about booze. I promise you I didn't listen, but I looked it up. Number one, I love this bar. Number two, a red solo cup. Number three, as good as I once was. Number four, beer for my horses. Number five, whiskey girl. Number six, beers ago. Can you imagine? It's all about booze. That is why I think the young people growing up in our churches now say it's all right to go drink wine at the dinner table. It's never all right. It's because you've been listening to it in your car and you hear talking about beer can I say it's never right to drink a beer it's never right to drink wine we're to abstain 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 from it amen yes yes hallelujah I say yes we're to abstain 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 amen artists that I'm getting ready to mention have all said that homosexuality is good. Taylor Swift, Garth Brooks, the Dixie Chicks, Dolly Parton, Leanne Rhimes, Willie Nelson, Casey Musgraves, Winona Judd, Carrie Underwood, Toby Keith, Reba McIntyre, Martina McBride, The Rascal Flats, Bruno Mars, Britney Spears, Beyonce, Christina Aguilera. They all said that homosexuality is good. Why would you want that crowd singing to you that stands against what God has said in his word, in his word? He said it's abomination unto him. Why would you let that crowd sing? to you, amen. They wouldn't get my money, you hear me, if they put a pistol to my head and said, you buy that CD and you listen to it. I said, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to the other side. I'm not going to waste my money. You say, you mean that? Absolutely. I'm not buying that garbage. I'm not promoting that filth. I'm not letting that in my house. Hey, I'm telling you the truth, amen. Amen. The cause of this rock concert. He used the word dedication. You know what that word means? Brother Range, it means to correspond with, to be in agreement with, to match up with, to be in harmony with. So you're in harmony when you listen to that homosexual Elton John. Amen. I'll call him a Bible name, a sodomite. Amen. 
You know what that sodomite said? He said that Jesus was a homosexual. You know what that is? That's blasphemy. And I wouldn't be surprised. There might even be some adults in the building. Hey, that have some of that junk in your house. I was preaching in Virginia. Brother Brown and them were there. And I don't know why. Just the Holy Ghost. I was preaching on something. I wouldn't even preach on music. And I blew out old Elton John. And there's a man in that church who's been saved for 40 years. He come running to me. His face was as red as a tomato. Well, I'll just go ahead and tell you. The preacher must have told you. My wife bought me some tickets and I went to Elton John concert. God, help us. I don't care. I'd have told her to get on the altar and get right. And I'm not going to an Elton John concert. I'm not going to let a sodomite sing to me and buy a ticket from that mess. Hey, I'm telling you, we've got to take a stand. Amen. You know, it's amazing where we slid into. It's amazing what we slid into. I've been in meetings. Preacher or his family, phone ring. And it was that I love that old time rock and roll. God help us. And I look at that. I'm like, really? You love old time rock and roll? Then you're not really in love with Jesus a whole lot. Because that garbage is against God and his Bible. I'm telling you, it's full of fear. Hey, I'm not going to leave that garbage on my phone. Amen. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. We see not only, we see the conduct. You know, they were bound down to it, Brother John. You're bound down to that garbage. It's going to get quiet right here. But that's why I don't watch the American Idol. Because you got to listen to that garbage music. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't listen to it. I, I don't want to hear it. Amen. Oh, maybe out of one every 150, you'll find someone throw a Christian song in there. One fella said, I'm not going to climb through a sector tank to get a biscuit. Amen. Yeah. Not only we see the composer, but we see the company who's gathered around here outside of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego being there because they had to. They were part of the staff of the king. They had to be there. It's lost people. You know who normally buys that music? Lost people. Every Young person, Brother Brown, that I ever talked to, that ever got away from God. You know what's the first thing they went to doing? Listen to country music. Every one of them. Why is that? Why is that? Because it has a pull on you. I can go in the store and so can you. And here's something you heard 20 years ago. And before you know it, your old foot will start to pack. And it'll start running in your mind. 
Amen. They were lost. They were labeled. You know what? That's a partying crowd. Is that what you want to be known as? The partying crowd? Throw that garbage out. Turn off the American Idol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know a Baptist church that, I mean, that pastor, I mean, he nails us tighter to anybody than I know. And he had to jump on, his church began to watch it behind his back. I mean, it fired him up. Everybody was watching American Idol. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? I'm telling you, uh, yeah, they're going to win singing the garbage of this world. I saw a young man who was 12 years old. Brother Doug, I had moved to Alabama to work for Mac Ford in the children's home. And I went to the church that had a special Saturday and the pastor invited me to come. I was about 18 or 19. This young man was 12. They had him to sing that day. He went to the church. Guess what? A few years ago, he won American Idol. He hadn't been in church for years and years and years. Isn't it amazing that the gospel music got him started but God wasn't good enough to keep him. You hear me? They were labeled. They were lost. They were lonely. Can I tell you, since 1970 to 2010, 40 years, 87 rock singers died of an overdose. 87 in 40 years. They died of an overdose. You know why? Because when they go home at night, the party's all gone. Brother Samuel, they're lonely. There's no peace within. You know what I did last night? I went to my study, got back in my book, and I got a hold of God. And you know what? I could sing, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. I got up this morning. I got back in my book. I got back on my knees. And I'm telling you, the, I'm telling you the God of heaven met with me this morning. I began to cry and pray. Can I tell you, it's well with my soul. I'm not lonely. I'm not by myself. I got somebody walking with me. I'm glad, thank God, in Jesus, there's peace, there's satisfaction. Amen. They take their lives because they burn their life up in drugs. They snort their brains out. They're lonely. And sadly, and I wouldn't want anybody to go to hell. Sadly, they go to hell. You hear me? Brother Lance Carpenter, a godly man. You know what he started out in? Country music. You know what he was? A drunk. Like most of them are. He ran around with Johnny Cash. Willie Nelson. He said, matter of fact, Willie Nelson probably wrote the greatest song about the shepherd he ever heard in his life. That was Willie Nelson had a haircut and he looked like somebody. Yeah. Of course, he's still a lost man. But 
He knew. See, this generation today, the Taylor Swift and the Britney Spears and all that, they don't even know about God. That crowd knew there was a God. Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash, they knew there was a God in heaven. Uh, this crowd today don't even know anything about God. Can I say number four and I'm done? There's a way to conquer. You know what them boys said, oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They were determined. They wasn't going to do it. Some of y'all need to go on this altar today and said, I'm determined. I'm throwing that mess out of my house. I'm getting that mess off of my phone. I'm changing my radio. You know what? Why don't you get some, some CDs from the, the, the Morris family, the Reigns family? Uh, thank God get you some Ds from the church. Amen. You know why I listen to that kind of music? I'm in agreement with it. I thank God I'm glad there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein. Thank God I'm in agreement with that. Amen. You're in agreement with what you listen to. And then, if you get determined, God will deliver you because he got in a fire with them. I'm telling you what I know. That independent Baptist youth camp I preached. It wasn't for an outreach of sinners. It was supposedly say people. And I'm telling you, there wasn't one amen. And someone came up to me and said, oh, you don't know the half. I'm talking about young people that grew up in an independent Baptist church that's listened to that garbage in their vehicles, in their homes, you say, oh, that ain't that bad. Yes, it is. It'll influence you. It'll cause you to rise up and some young people and say it's okay to drink because that's what you've listened to. We need a revival. Our young people need to get fired up. And I'm going to tell you why a lot of it's not happening is because of what we're listening to. Preacher, I'm through.